Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And this month, March 2021, I'm doing a whole series on International Women's Day and I'm interviewing phenomenal guests that really inspire and empower me. And today I'm speaking to a very special lady that I've known for a while now and she is so, well, she's brilliant through and through everything she does and I know you're going to love her story. Today I'm speaking to Julie Walsh. Julie, welcome. Oh, thank you, Paul. What a lovely introduction. Oh, well, it's, I mean, every time we've connected, you are inspirational. Everything that you've worked on and your story, I think all the listeners are going to love that because you can look at something, pivot and grow with it and you go with your dream. And this is, this is what I, I'm going to, I, I read out everyone's LinkedIn profile because I started this project through LinkedIn. And this is for Julie's profile. It says, following my dream to be a full-time artist. And then she's got her link to her link tree. Link so you can connect with her in loads and loads of different things. So definitely reach out to Julie and connect with her. And is you've managed to follow your dream haven't you I think you've always followed your dream well eventually I would say it's been a long a long time coming but I've learned so much along the way that is absolutely brilliant and this is what I'm asking each of our guests could you share your career path as it were your journey what has got Julie to where you are now so that when when we've got the listeners and before International Women's Day, we can empower not just women at different stages of their life, but young girls as well that are really just starting to think about a career and a story and we can explain. So could you share how you got to your dream, please? Oh, it's, it's a fairly long journey because I'm, I'm 60 this year. So um, I, I was quite psychic as a teenager and then I kind of put that aside but I always I could always kind of tap into to people's energy and things um and I suppose I first became aware of sort of energy and how it impacts us and other people um in my early 20s I became a beauty therapist and a masseuse and I worked on cruise ships and I I met a couple of people who had physical conditions that actually responded to releasing emotion, which I found absolutely fascinating. You know, frozen shoulders, the guy cried and his shoulder he had physical work on for three months was suddenly spontaneously better. So that really, really intrigued me. And also I found that I could put my hands on people and I could I could feel where there were problems. I'd get the heat coming up into my hands. Um, and of course, it's all linked. You know, it's all it's all about energy and vibration and how we interact in the whole universe. Um, but I went on, I did that for a few years. And then when my children were young, I went on to move into, considering I'd always been really, really interested in holistic medicine and nutrition and all that kind of thing. 
I actually ended up in the pharmaceutical industry, which kind of, particularly with the sort of people that will be listening to this podcast, seems so far removed from, from, you know, my inherent me. Um, But I'm absolutely certain there was a, a real rationale behind that because I guess what it's given me, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I talk about, I do quite a bit of public speaking, um, all about energy and how it impacts people. And um, I think maybe what working in the pharma industry has given me, it's given me that kind of credibility because I talk from a fairly scientific background Mm. and I've got a corporate background. And I think it's given me the opportunity to, to merge some of those things together yeah um but just to go back a a few steps um I loved working in pharma when in in the early days it was really sociable and you did feel like you were making a difference I worked in asthma primarily um and it, it the treatments did change people's lives Nowadays, I am far more of a believer in that we have everything we need within us to heal or in nature to heal. Um, And I'm very frustrated by the, well, I've left, you know, and I've been wanting to leave for so many years. And I've tried a couple of times and it's kind of dragged me back because it was, I was good at it and it was safe and, you know, the money was good. But I found I've spent my whole life feeling a bit dissatisfied like there's something more um like I should feel more fulfilled that I wasn't achieving my full potential and in my job I kept thinking right if I get that job if I get that promotion if I get that job title you know I'll feel happy and I still wasn't but I couldn't work out why and in 2000, I attended a Mind Store event with Jack Black. And if, if no one's come across him, fascinating guy. And he basically, I went on a three-day workshop paid for by my pharma company. And he basically taught deep meditation and visualization and programming your goals for success. And the things that people achieved through that were phenomenal you know he's had such a massive impact on the world particularly in the corporate world because he was teaching something that could be seen as very woo woo in a very sort of practical and grounded manner and my life after that started to shift um I didn't it didn't move particularly quickly but in I started to use those techniques and in I think 2008 I started somebody introduced me to angel cards And I was like, and isn't that the case? Probably everybody sitting here that's been introduced to angel cards goes, oh, my goodness, I need these. I've now got about 40 packs, but um, I was fascinated by them. And when I started to use them, things did begin to change, certainly. And I I did some I started to go to meditation groups. um, And actually, the girl I studied with at that time had been out and actually trained with um, Oh, what's the name of the woman that does all the angel cards? Um, uh, Virtue, Doreen Virtue. Yeah. She'd actually been out to Hawaii and trained with her. So I st- I worked with her for a couple of years doing her workshops. And gradually my intuition started to improve. Um, I hadn't, I, I, I went off work um, in the late 90s with depression and stress. And I couldn't work out why, because I was was happy I had a great job I had a really you know kind and caring husband two beautiful children 
But I one found myself wanting to drive into a tree and I could not work out why. And I went for therapy. I had three months off. I went for therapy and the therapist said, you know, so what was your childhood like? So it was lovely, you know, really close to my family, loving, fun. How's your marriage? Marriage is fine. We never argue. Well, that might have been a warning sign. But then he said, so what would you do in your ideal life? And I went, do you mean if I wasn't confined by the shackles of marriage? And I went, oh, I actually said that. And it was such, and once it was out of my mouth, there was no taking it back. And it was such a realisation to me. And I had actually been lying to myself and telling myself stories and playing the, you know, the loving, dutiful wife. You know, there was nothing wrong with my husband. I just felt utterly, utterly trapped. Yeah. Utterly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so difficult to... You know, when I re- when I finally realised that, then my life had to change, and I uh, I got divorced, my, and it's still the most painful thing that I've ever been through. My boys now are in their early thirties, but it still breaks my heart to think about that time. Yeah. Um, and then I went into a relationship that was actually not a good relationship for me. He didn't treat me very well, and I repeated that again later in life, and. I ended up doing a qualifying as a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. And at the beginning of the course, there were 18 of us on it. And the tutor said, there are 18 here. He said, over half, probably half of you won't be here by the end of the course. It was a year long course. Mm -hmm. He said, this is so transforming. It's so life changing. People will change jobs. They'll leave relationships. They'll move home, you know, People's lives will really change. And at the end of the, that, that year, I'd done all of that. I'd left an eight-year relationship. I bought a house on my own. I'd never lived on my own before or with my boys. I'd, um, I had left the pharma industry at that time, but I, I did actually go back, so I got made redundant. But everything, everything changed. Um, so I set out on this completely new path. But with this real passion and knowledge for how we can transform our life if we have the right tools. So I would say from the year 2000 to now, I have done so many different courses like Reiki, like Angel, Mediumship, um, um, all sorts of different courses, uh, emotional freedom technique, um, just, and what I've done, I suppose, over the years is I've taken the bits that have worked for me quickly because different modalities and one of your other guests spoke about this the other week different modalities work for different people and different modalities work at different times for the same people so it's fine it's having lots and lots of tools in your toolbox and sort of pulling out the bits that you need at the right time so I I I set up my own therapy practice for a a year or two and and a lot I actually did just for friends, but I saw such incredible changes in people. Um, And fundamentally, you have over 70 women in this fabulous group. You'll find we're all talking the same message in slightly different ways. And your audience will take different things from different people because we'll all resonate with different groups. Um, And I started doing my therapy and running the meditation groups using angel cards, um, 
doing guided visualizations but fundamentally we are spiritual beings in a physical body having an experience and we have soul lessons I guess I if I had to class myself as what I think I do it is it is about soul development and soul lessons and if you find a negative repeating pattern going on in your life that's your soul lesson and what what life does is it will it will kind of throw a little problem at you like a little pebble and if you don't change your behavior around that that time it will then throw a bigger rock and then a boulder and then a great big wall yeah. and the wall is the sort of thing that a lot of the, the whole planet as went through last year and this year, it makes you take stock. It makes you stop and reevaluate your entire life. It's often redundancy or serious illness or a serious accident or divorce or something that throws your world into chaos. But they are always the precursor to massive change and positivity. There's always a silver lining if you are willing to look for the answers. But fundamentally, our soul progression, so that as our soul progresses and grows, we then go back to source. Uh, It's about self-love. It's about learning how to love ourselves, how to accept ourselves as perfect, just as we are. But in order to do that, we need to clear all our limiting beliefs that come a negative programming that come not just from us, they come from the womb, they come from our, uh, they're inherited, they've proven it in science now that our emotional DNA is inherited. Um, They come from past lives. We also, so we need to clear all of that rubbish. We then need to heal. So we then need to look at any of those emotional things that have happened in our life that have caused us uncomfort, distress, trauma, Resolve those in whichever way you find works for you. And there's a lot of um, physical modalities out there now, uh, such as the emotion code and the body code. You don't need to talk about stuff anymore. So if anyone's sitting out there thinking, I've got all this trauma in my background, I don't want to talk about it. You don't have to. You can find other ways, which is fantastic. Um, And then it's about recognizing what does your perfect life look like? Because if you ask, if you ask people, most people don't know. If I could have the perfect life where money was no object, what would I be doing? Great question to ask yourself. So people start to look at that. And then we look at developing visualizations for them and um, all the tools around manifesting so they can gradually move towards their perfect life. And a fine example is, I years ago, I didn't, I, part of me wanted to win Businesswoman of the Year and part of me wanted to, be at home um, cooking, gardening and painting. And I couldn't see how I could marry those together. But in the last couple of years, I've realised very, very late that painting is my passion. I got accepted to art school, never went in the 70s, that that is my purpose. I've been looking for my purpose and passion for 20 years and it was right under my nose. But I hadn't, I think I hadn't been open enough to it. So... This year or last year, when I realised that's what I wanted to do and I was stuck in a job where I was on Zoom all the time and I felt like I was just wasting my life, I was thinking to myself, well, I can't, I can't do my painting full time because of X, Y and Z. And eventually I realised I was the one 
trapping myself with my own thoughts and beliefs. So in the end, I went, I just want to be living my life of purpose and passion and miracles can happen. And I think this is a great saying. If you if you want something and you can see no way it's achievable, miracles can happen. And in January this year, I was offered redundancy with enough money to sort of keep me going while I can build my full-time art business. So it does happen. And I feel now that I'm in the perfect place. It's scary because, you know, it's still a world where you've got to pay bills and all that sort of thing. But because I'm following my purpose and passion, I'm sure it's all going to be fabulous. Oh, but I completely agree. I mean, your artwork is fantastic. It's Thank like, you so much. I mean, when you first shared it with me, the first thing I said was, you're not charging enough, didn't I? Because they, they are brilliant, your artwork. And anyone that's listening, make sure that you follow Julie because she does share so many lovely uh, paintings and everything. The work you've done, you often share an awful lot and they're all available to buy and you do commissioned work yeah. as well, don't you? Yeah, and, and it's for me, it's really, really important that the work that I do makes people feel good so I want them to walk into the room and and it takes them somewhere or it makes them feel it lifts their spirit so I like to think of it as well-being on the wall so I paint paint what I love and I and I paint what other people love and it it makes me so happy (laughs) is I mean I can still remember that some of the first paintings of yours I saw were of sunsets over the water with maybe one or two boats and the colours absolutely glorious they really are thank you well they they were actually done but I live I'm really lucky I live in Leon Sea so we're on the Thames estuary and they they were actually done from photographs that a friend of mine had taken while she was out walking the dog we have the most amazing sunsets you wouldn't even think they could be you know UK based but phenomenal skies we have around here and is is absolutely gorgeous because didn't you you've is it artist of the year or something? What was what you've had quite a few accolades from your from your artwork literally where you started just over the last few years, haven't you? I I think the biggest thing for me was I got accepted for there's a British soft pastel manufacturer that that are sold worldwide, um, and I got accepted as one of their associate artists. And you know I, I'm still really in the early days of my art business and career and there were people on there that I'd been following for you know the last couple of years and learning from and when I got accepted into the same I was like I was so pleased I was so happy really chuffed but I think the biggest thing is you give someone a I did a a, a prime example is I did a, a picture of my friend's Dalmatian her puppy and it was a surprise gift from her husband for their wedding anniversary and when she opened it she cried quite you know nicely happily but I was so pleased because she just kept sending me messages of how happy she was with it and that's what it's about isn't it making people happy it is I mean quite a lot of people I've spoken to like where you've said about your journey is it's it's finding it's finding you're happy it's finding what makes you happy and stick to it and if you can make a career from it on top of that that's even better because yeah. it doesn't feel like work or anything then. It's, it's just pure happiness. And that's what we should all be doing. And the thing is, it's find your joy because the more time you spend in joy, 
the more your life will open up. And if you find your joy first, then you can start to release all the stuff that's preventing you from living it full time. But a lot of people have lost touch with it. And um, if people are sitting here thinking, well, I don't know what mine is, think back to what you love doing as a child. You know, I asked somebody recently and she said, oh, I used to write short stories. I haven't done any of that. Um, and she works in a bank, you know. So it's it's think back to what you used to love when you were younger. Or if you if time and money was no object, what would you be doing? Where would you be living? Who would you spending your time with? And it's, I mean, you've touched on things when you've spoken about manifesting. And I know you and I have talked about law of attraction on many occasions. And I truly feel that I am living in flow and I'm manifesting and the universe is, I'm at that vibration. I mean, like we said, we've got over 70 people, over 70 wonderful, empowering ladies that have come together in the space of a week we're only on the 6th of March and we've got 70. I don't know what March is going to end with, with so many people in the group. And that's me putting that vibration out there, showing what I want, putting out to the universe, to my guides. And that's what they've brought in. And it's happened. It's happened so quickly. I can't believe it. I really can't. And I mean, it, obviously, it is the era of Aquarius, which is all about female energy, and it's all about connecting. And it is the connecting that will bring people success. And it's all about, it's about giving now. Um, and the more, more you can be of service, and the more you can network and support others, the better life will be for everybody. Um, but yeah, if you can find your joy, and if you can't find it, then visualize it, because your imagination doesn't know the difference between what's imagined and what's real yeah and the more you can actually program and visualize your ideal world the more your vibration will move towards it you know there, there are a lot of elements to manifesting but it's quite straightforward I did actually and I, I haven't written the whole program but I developed a program called the fabulous life ladder which takes you through all of these different stages and I've started writing the workbook, but it is a program that hopefully in the next sort of two years I will have completed and it will actually be online and ready for people to, to do. I've done it with lots of clients, but I wanted to put it into something that's workable for people to work through as a, in, in modules. But I think that's really exciting. Oh, um, I'd love to have you back on the podcast to talk about that. Just a whole episode all about that. And. Um, to help you with the launch and everything because that would be fantastic it really would it would resonate with so many people yeah I'd love to do it I think one of my challenges is I have too many fingers in too many pies and I've always when I've had readings and things everyone's always said you're all over the place um and and this this year for me is about focusing on one thing only and that's my art and then after that I think then I can, you know, develop the other the other strings, so to speak. That that really resonates with me as well because literally, when you and I met, I was in my corporate role and I was I knew I needed to move across, and I wanted to change, but I didn't know. And then we had lockdown and COVID, and life all went up in the air. And I thought, what do I do? And people would say, what do you want to do? And I didn't know. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who Pearl Cox was because, like you, I had so many different things I wanted to do, but I didn't know that way. And literally, 
probably towards the end of last year and now into this year, I finally know what my message is, what my vision is, what my purpose is. And it's just all fallen into place. Like we say, like with this this project for International Women's Day, I put that I put the intention out there and all these people are coming into my life. I mean, this morning I had five fantastic ladies all asked to connect with me that come in on LinkedIn, all because of things that I the messages I've been putting out. And I thought this is this is the universe bringing it to me. These are the people to work with. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've, I've done an awful lot of work with somebody called Heidi Sawyer, um, lots of really in-depth retreats and, you know, real deep soul work. And she talks about this year as being a, a five energy and it's a push energy. And anything that you haven't worked on will come to a four um, to be worked on. And if you've done the work, then this is the year that everything will really snowball, which is what we're both finding. But what I will say to people is if you're sitting out there thinking, I haven't, I, I don't know where to start to do the work. I know I'm not happy, but I don't know where to start. Just ask the universe to bring you the right, the right connections, the right people. Um, and you talk all the time about synchronicities, don't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, when I was listening, I was thinking, I must tell you, these, there's two stories of my two sons. And I would, my eldest son thinks all, what I do is a bit woo-woo, but he's the most amazing manifester, naturally. And he, he was fed up with his job. He ran a really nice restaurant locally. And he was really frustrated. And I'd gone away for a weekend and we talked about, well, where can you go from that job that's a step up? Um, And he's talked about this hotel locally um, and that he he would apply for a job. And I went away for a weekend and I came back and he he said, I've written a resignation letter. It was a nine page resignation letter, but he studied English. Um, And I said, well, you haven't got a job already, have you? And he said, no. I said, well, have you applied to this hotel? And he went, I'm going to take my CV in this afternoon. I said, you know, what about the other thing we spoke about? He said, yeah, I'm going to do that as well. And then we hadn't finished the conversation and his phone went and it was somebody headhunting him for the job at the hotel. Oh, wow. I mean, even my draw dropped to the floor. That was just incredible. And my other son, Robert, went to Canada two years ago, two and a half years ago, on a two-year work visa, knowing only where he was going to be staying for the first two weeks. And he stood on the doorstep and I said to him, this has taken so much courage and you've been so brave and the magic happens outside your comfort zone. I said, I guarantee when you get out there, um, you will have you'll have synchronicities, you'll have job offers, you'll meet the right people for accommodation. You know, all these right people will come to you at the right time. Got to the airport, got to Heathrow, flight got delayed, sat at the bar, got offered a job in construction. It's been working for the guy ever since and has now got residency. It works, guys. Oh, it it does. It does. And it's. I talk about it as being all like, almost like a triangle, that you put out there what you want, yeah. And then you do the work. And yes. once you do the work, you create that vacuum. And we all know the universe abhors a vacuum. So it will fill it with everything, all the positive stuff that you've been putting out there. So you keep your vibration high. You put out and constantly think, um, write down your gratitude journals and everything of what it is that you want. And it comes. Sometimes it's much quicker than others. Sometimes if it doesn't come, it's because there's something better and that the universe knows exactly where you need to go. Yeah. And like for 
I, I say again for this project because it is I can't cannot believe how many people are just coming and massive names that are coming mm. to me in the podcast. I feel really privileged to be part of it. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I mean, it's I I'm show I'm seeing where some of my gifts are, and it's definitely to network and bring people together. That mm. seems to be because I do it from a place of love I've always done it that I've all, I've networked all my life but I've always done it by bringing other people together because ultimately people will remember later in life or whatever Pearl brought us together all Pearl's good at that and it's repaid tenfold yeah. afterwards but you don't do it for what you're going to get in return it's because it, it's the right thing to do it'll it, be heart-centered exactly exactly mm. and it makes so much difference when you do that, I mean, you talk about the work you've done, the spiritual work. I mean, that's how you and I met. And you've, you've seen my my journey where as a child, yes, I was psychic and all these scary things used to happen. So I just push it to away because I and for years I stopped. And then I thought, no, I'm going to embrace this. I've connected with all my guides. I've got at least four archangels that stay with me almost all the time that I can call on. And this is just all the stuff I've learned and the intu intuition and synchronicities from my highest guide. She is so strong and the information she shares is little things. I couldn't find earrings the other day and I thought I looked at a box. And I thought, no, my earrings aren't in there. And then the next day, I was going to put a different set on. I picked up the box, and the first earrings that I wanted the day before were in the box. And I suddenly realised, it wasn't until afterwards, I realised she'd been telling me, but it, I'm starting to put, like, the big messages, and then the little ones, those intuitive things that you suddenly think, yes, that's that's why it's happened, and you're telling me where it is, but I'm learning all the time with that. Yeah. And I'm just loving it, absolutely loving it. <laughs> No, it is absolutely fascinating. It's such a it's such a wonderful journey when you're on it, um, but it's quite easy also to fall off of it. Oh um, yes. I mean, I would. I, I last year, the beginning of last year, I felt very, and I love this word, discombobulated, and I knew I was out of sync. Now, if you want to understand what what being in sync really is and being in flow, um, the works of Esther and Jerry and Abraham Hicks. Yes. You know, ask, ask and it's given. I followed those for years and, and they are the, their teachings are the underpinning of the film, The Secret and the book, yes. The Secret, but they were excluded from the original film. Um, but if you learn those principles, you can understand how your negative emotions are actually a barometer for whether you're heading in the right or the wrong direction. And if you have any time you experience a negative um, emotion, you need to look at why and what that is. And I think our relationships are very, very highly indicative of where we stand in terms of our own self-love and our own self-belief. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to let go of what you fear losing the most in order to honour yourself and move on in your soul journey. Yeah. And that's hard. But, you know, there's enough people, you know, all these people in your group can help anybody that's out there thinking about needing to change their lives and where do they start? Most definitely. And there are, there are so many different things. Like when I wasn't sure quite what I needed to do, 
And when I went deep and there were, I mean, I've been on calls. You've listened to me sob my heart out and cry like mad when I really had things going wrong. And then suddenly you do the work. And like you say, yes, because you do the work and you start to understand, it makes such a difference. And you literally, it can be within days. It can take months. Sometimes it can take years, depending on how much work you need to do. But when you do that, that feeling of freedom that you can move forward. And that's when all all the right people come into your life. Those ideas that you you were striving for and you just couldn't find it before. Suddenly they all come at once. And you just have to ask and you have to be open to hearing. Um, but the more self-love you do, the more things you do for you, although we tend to think, oh my goodness, that would be selfish. It isn't because the more you love yourself and put yourself first, the more the things around you will shift to support that and the better you will be able to serve the people that you love. Yeah, definitely, definitely, completely, completely agree with that. And it's, I mean, yes, we're talking about International Women's Day. Your career path, what you've done, what you've achieved and understanding that lesson of understanding self-love and what you want to do is such a massive massive empowering piece for anyone no matter where they are in their career like I said if it's a young girl just starting they're they're looking at their options for their exams if they can see what gives them joy yeah don't follow the money no and the money will follow yeah yeah and I think another thing to take away is meditation learn how to meditate I mean when when I discovered mindfulness I was actually selling an antipsychotic drug that got a license for anxiety. And I was apoplectic about that because those drugs are, you know, they, they have a lot of side effects. Yeah. And I thought there must be better ways. And the NHS actually recommend mindfulness as the, the initial treatment for recurring depression. Yeah. That isn't part of the remit that we hear about. If you go to the doctor with depression, they give you antidepressants because there's no drug companies promoting mindfulness. Yeah. You know, there's no money behind it. But mindfulness is a great way of learning to meditate. But anywhere you can learn to meditate or get apps or things, it will all begin to open you up to your own, to hearing your own voice, your own intuition, and to start in that path. Definitely, because I, I know I started with guided meditation and then I got to the stage where the guided meditation, then they give you time to think. And I'm almost thinking, be quiet, be quiet. I want that silence. And I've now moved on to maybe having either binaural beats or some of the higher frequency sounds that I just listen to or I sit in silence. And that's where I call them downloads. I now know they're my guide speaking to me and just nudging me. Everything and it's amazing how it changes. And you, when you feel that you know yourself well enough and you get into that meditative state, it's amazing how you grow. And and that's where you can see you've moved forward when you don't need the guided meditations anymore. I mean, I still use those every now and again, but it's nice to sometimes to just sit in silence. And I think, yes, and also another sign that you're, you're in flow is when. Life is effortless. And you, I mean, I I used to use meditation quite a lot because I had quite a stressful job. And some days you wake up and there's so many things to do, you don't know where to start. Um, Take time out, meditate, do a a mindful body scan. um, And then what you find is, is 
the decisions flow. You don't actually have to make any decisions. Yeah. That everything just moves nicely. And when you're going through life and you're in flow, you just feel calm and content and that it doesn't matter what life throws at you. You know you'll be able to handle it. Because it doesn't mean once you're in that flow, you're always in it. As I said, you will have your discombobulating times, but it means it's the next layer of the onion and there's something else you need to work on. But it's a journey. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also finding like setting boundaries and what my triggers are and they're massive lessons to learn at times when I didn't realise. And all right, some of it might have been me almost not wanting to admit what some of my triggers are and when I've done the work it's made such a difference yeah but it it that is a life journey in itself and actually facing up to things and actually thinking yes that's why I was thinking that and when you catch it and you flip it and you turn it on its head that's when the magic happens (laughs) absolutely yeah no and it's a it's a fantastic journey it is. It is most definitely. And we're almost, almost at the end of this. I can't believe where it's gone. You're going to have to come back regularly. You're going to have to come back regularly. Uh, we could we could have a different topic for every episode because I could, I could talk to you all day long, Julie. There's so much to talk about. You could do just one on nothing but energy. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. So what I'm going to do is just to finish the interview, can I ask you... With International Women's Day, every year they have a set theme, overarching theme that they will put all their messages to. And this year it's Choose to Challenge. Yeah. So what does that stand for for you, Julie? What do you choose to challenge? I choose to challenge and this is a, a I choose to challenge or I choose what I'd like to see is women choose to challenge the status quo in terms of their own happiness and fulfilment. You know, um, do you wake up every morning leaping out of bed going, I am so lucky. I am so happy to be doing this, because if you don't, then that's the challenge I put to you. Think, you know, look at look at why not and where you can change things. Oh, I love that. I love that. I tend to agree. Every time I'm asking each and every one of my guests that question, I'm thinking, yes, I agree with everything that, (laughs) which again, this is the universe shows that we're bringing like-minded people together on that vibration because we're all thinking alike. And it is, it's like almost, I challenge myself to be the best person I can be and to help as many people as possible and to raise other women and their achievements to, so that they shine and everyone knows just how how well they've they've done we're phenomenal but we don't recognize it or we don't feel we should recognize it but each and every one of us has this divine spark and we're here to make a difference in the world we just need to find the way to to reveal it and shine oh definitely it's that is just wonderful. It just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you to you, Julie. And I can't wait until I get the chance to interview you again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pearl. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.